his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I get a little confused when I hear people get excited about living on the moon or Mars. Why is that? Well, I hate moving, and even going on simple vacations sort of stresses me out. You never know if you're going to like the hotel room or the Airbnb. And when I'm out of town, I'm even more dependent on GPS than usual. And I don't think I could rely on that on the moon. And I'm sure the jet lag would be awful. Well, it's not a short trip. It's about 250,000 miles each way, so... Yeah, you'd have to get up and walk around a little bit during the flight. I don't know. The, the moon is, uh, there's not much up there. However, the gravity is a lot less than it is here on Earth. So I'd weigh about 15 pounds up there. That actually is kind of appealing. I agree. Yeah, I, it would be an expensive way to lose weight. And efforts by the European Space Agency might make the time change bit of it easier to understand when people eventually do start traveling to the moon. In February, news broke that the agency is working on creating a lunar time zone. That's the headline we're looking into this week. We got in touch with Bernhard Huffenbach. He's head of the ESA Strategic Planning and Outreach Office for Space Exploration. He talked to me about why a time zone on the moon would even be necessary. And that, by the way, is Lauren. Lauren is one of our producers. I'm your host, Mike Rogers, and this is Something Off Eats. The ESA is headquartered in Paris, isn't it? Uh, yes, the headquarters is in Paris, but the biggest technical and research center sits in Holland, close to Nordvac. Here on Earth, we have different time zones, so people around the planet can say it's noon or midday when the sun is at its highest point in the sky. And since the Earth rotates 15 degrees every hour, that would be impossible with just one time zone. So we have 24 of them. Time zones, they're measured from England's Greenwich Observatory just outside London. Greenwich Mean Time, that's called universal time, at least for the Earth. You know, there are probably a lot of people on Earth who amazingly don't understand how time zones work here, let alone setting them up on the moon. What would the necessity be for this? How how did the, the talk about this begin? Essentially, the necessity today is is not urgent because today when we implement space missions, we always refer back to the UTC, the Universal Time Coordinated, which is also used uh, on Earth. I think the vision is longer term. If in future you build up a camp or a base on the moon and you have humans operating on the moon, and that's pretty much the plan of NASA, then your point of reference is changing. Today, we operate all the space missions from Earth, and the reference is our experience here on Earth. 
But when you have humans operating and living on the moon, they have a different reference. And at that stage, probably they will operate spacecraft, robots on the surface of the moon, from the surface of the moon. At that moment in time, having a lunar time zone definition makes sense. Time zones are necessary if a body rotates on its axis. And we've always heard the moon doesn't rotate because we see the same side of it all the time. Now, is that true? Does it rotate? Of course it rotates, but uh, the rotation is aligned with the, the, the speed that rotates around the Earth. So that body always sees the same size, the near side and the far side. But of course the Earth rotates, but the speed is very different. A day on the Moon is 29.5 days long compared to the day on the Earth. So it's a very different experience on the Moon. And it's also interesting because of the inclination of the Moon, you have the 29 and a half days in the equatorial region, well, when you go to the poles, which are also quite hilly and, and, and the sorts of craters and mountains, there are peaks of eternal light, that means that you never have night, but there are also craters where you have eternal darkness. So the 29.5 days, that's where the, the phases of the moon come from. Exactly. How would you divide it up then? I mean, out on Earth, it's easy. You divide it into 24 time zones. How many would there be on the moon? Yeah, to be quite honest, there is no specific proposal yet about how to divide it. It is, of course, completely different than on Earth because of the 29 and a half days. You cannot just simply use the longitude. You need to think uh, differently. In reality, discussions on potential time on the moon have just started at international level between space agencies. I think it's too early to come up with a very concrete proposal. It probably depends also to some extent on the utilization scenario of the moon because, you know, the time zones on Earth, are also based on the boundaries of countries. They're not simply aligned by the longitude of where the location is. So probably need to look at also what really will happen on the moon and what regions to come up with a smart definition of time zones on the moon, moon surface. Hoffenbach told us that this moon time zone project, it depends on how humans plan to use the moon in the future. How close are we to actually setting up camp on the moon or other planets in the solar system? I looked into it and it seems closer than I even imagined. In Illinois, where I live, a potential moon habitat structure was just named the coolest thing made in the state. And Nicole Bardelius, a geoscientist with the University of Arizona, told KCBS Radio in San Francisco last year that house hunting has already started on Mars. So there are over 1,000 possible cave entrances on Mars. And uh, my research showed that approximately nine of them might be actual candidate caves that we could land in and potentially use as shelters for future robotic and possibly human exploration. But before we start living on the moon, not to mention Mars, we have to get there. Right. Returning to the moon is one of the goals of NASA's Artemis project, which is currently underway. If everything goes as planned, astronauts are expected to stroll on the lunar surface for the first time in decades. Chris Impey is an astronomer who can sum it up better than I can. He spoke to Tommy Tucker from WWL News Radio about it in February. When do we put American feet back on the moon? Well, um, NASA's timeline is about two years for that. They're going to do a flyby with a the crew. They did an uncrewed flyby not long ago, a month ago. They're going to do a crewed flyby, sort of like the Apollo 8 that went around the moon, just checked it out um, in a year. And then two years, they commit to have the first landing. So it, it's about two years. Um, and that's just the early stages, though. This is still very expensive. Artemis is not a cheap 
proposition. Uh, so they're going to have to bring the cost down before anyone other than, as you said, the astronauts and the test pilots are the people who get to go. Later in that interview, they discussed Elon Musk's dream to die on Mars. Does that happen in his lifetime? Did you think Elon Musk does, as he said, live out the rest of his life on Mars at some point? I mean, it's, I think it's fascinating. The time frame is plausible, assuming he lives to his 80s or 90s. Yes, he could. He might die an old man on Mars. 30, or, 30 years or so is a reasonable time frame. I don't think it's going to happen in 5 to 10, but 10 to 20, yeah. I mean, if he puts his full resource into it um, and just decides that's his life's goal, I think he can make it happen. If we do this on the moon, eventually... Could we do it on other planets? Yeah, of course. I mean, in principle, you can define a time wherever you go. The question is whether it makes sense. Uh, and I think it really starts making sense when you actually operate with humans on the surface of the moon, you create a different perspective. And that's what we're talking about here. Manned, uh, you know, stations on the moon or perhaps on Mars. We've heard of that. How close are we to that actually becoming a reality? I think we can be getting closer to it because the NASA is planning a return to the moon. There is a clear plan and ambition to build a base on the moon. We don't know whether it's permanently meant, whether it's research based like in, in the Antarctica. But if you look around, there's a tremendous investment in transportation capabilities to reach the moon with robots, but also with humans. So I think you will see enhanced activity in the moon, not just robotically, but with humans certainly happening. You mentioned UTC. We have a universal time here on Earth that's based on Greenwich Mean Time, but what about on other planets? Is it possible we could come up with some sort of universal time for all of us, for all planets and the moon together? I'm not sure it makes really sense. Again, on, on, on Earth, we have the universal time, which is linked to our experience here on Earth, that UTC works very well as long as we send missions to the moon and operate them from, from, from Earth. I think if we expand human activities on Moon and later on Mars, I would probably expect that we create time zones on, on Moon and Mars, and Mars again is very different because the Mars is 25 hours, so Venus is different. So maybe three different time zones on Moon, Earth, Mars. Going beyond that, uh, there are more missions the humans spend and any foreseeable time, so I, I'm not so convinced that it makes sense to create a reference other than the reference we have on Earth today from the human Do you do you lie awake at night sometimes and think about this this the whole thing of time zones and times and you know manned stations on the moon and Mars? Well I think about it during day, not really during night to be honest. <laughs> it's your job, right? Because <laughs> I think about the moon and I think about the gravity is different on the moon. So I'd go to the moon and I wouldn't weigh as much. So maybe if, if the time zones were different, I wouldn't age quite as rapidly as I seem to be aging now. Well, I mean, that, that's something we know, at least in theory, since Einstein, that time is, is not absolute. The speed of time is depending on the gravity field that they're exposed to, but also relative speed. And that has been also validated to the type of atomic clock between the Earth. So we know, for example, that an astronaut spending six months on ISS has aged five milliseconds slower than humans on Earth, so it's not really, you cannot really measure it, but you know from theory that this is happening. But because time is so, so depending on, on the gravity field, uh, this is extremely important for precise navigation on Earth, because if you would not correct for the error created by the general relativity, 
navigation on Earth would not work, and we would have, within a few hours, we would have inaccurate navigation signals here on Earth. Five milliseconds, uh, that's not very much, but you know what? I'd take it. Well, yeah, it becomes, it, it becomes much more extreme if you move into areas of uh, high gravity. Then, of course, the aging is, is much lower than and, 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 and the Earth's gravity field. And even when you go to the moon, because in the moon you have lower gravity, also speed is different than on timing is different on Earth. How so? Would we, since gravity is less on the moon, would we age faster? Yeah. In fact, our time is a bit, bit faster on, on, on the moon. It's always depending on the level of gravity. All right. Well, then I don't want to go to the moon anymore. See, I told you I won't be going to the moon either. Well, maybe we should keep an open mind about this, at least for when it's not quite so expensive. That moon habitat did look pretty cool. All right, Mike, I'll think about it. It is still a long trip, though. I'm Mike Rogers, and thank you for listening to Something Offbeat. This episode written and produced by Lauren Barry and Chris Blake. Audio editing by Chris Blake. Original music by Myron Kaplan and editorial support from Cooper Mall. Now, to keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app or Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have your own offbeat story that you think we should cover, please send it to us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.